It's Saturday, December 18th, and we're finishing up our third week of our podcast for Advent entitled, You Promised. Now, you can likely hear words like this in almost any schoolyard in the world. My family is better than your family. My dad is stronger than your dad. My house is bigger than your house. It seems from the get-go, we human beings need to prove ourselves, to prove we're stronger, or brighter, more talented, or more popular. And it's in this striving that we find it so easy to look down on others, to look for a place of ascendancy over others. Here is the explanation from the Apostle Paul of how Jesus brings peace between different groups of people, between people. This is Ephesians 11, I'm sorry, chapter 2, verse 11 to 16. Therefore remember that formerly you who were Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who called themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. Now the Apostle Paul places this teaching in his letter to the Christians in Ephesus because he was dealing with an immense problem. Jewish Christians found it difficult to accept Gentiles that had come to faith in Jesus. The Jews felt superior because they had been chosen by God. They received the law of God, and they sought to live pure lives set apart for God. And then the Gentiles showed up. There goes the neighborhood. Now we look at this today because humanity has always dealt with this problem. And the peace of Christmas, the peace of Jesus, creates a completely new basis for human unity. Now, Paul doesn't call for a peace summit where the two groups can work out their differences. He says that peace has to come through Jesus. It has already been provided, but we must discover it and come to live in it by faith. Now, here's how this peace comes and how we can apply this right where we live. First, it comes through the gospel. The gospel tells us that all of us stand on an equal footing before God, whether we're Jewish or Gentile, male or female, rich or poor. Each of us is alike trapped in sin. Now, as we learned yesterday, we must be rescued. We cannot save ourselves. Our efforts at being good people do nothing to bring us to safety. That means that the Jews that stood in covenant with God and those far away and everyone else in between is in need of grace. 
We're in need of what only God can provide. Now, seeing this is humbling. There's no one righteous, no one doing everything right. All humanity is turned away from God. Our feelings of superiority, they, they drive a wedge between us and other people. When we think ourselves better than others, we look down on them and refuse to see our own need. Both Jews and Gentiles did this, and they did it in different ways. First, the Jews felt morally superior, and it's true that they had worked to keep God's law. That is the wall of hostility that Paul mentions in this passage. God's law was good, but it could not save Israel. It also served to separate them from everyone else. The Jews thought of Gentiles as dogs, outsiders, and hopeless before God. And the Gentiles felt the Jews, they were backwards and unsophisticated, living in the past and rejecting the modern world. They needed to grow up and face life head on. You see, both found reasons to judge each other. My cult culture and heritage is better than yours. Sounds like those kids in the schoolyard. My white way of life is superior to yours. Now, this also runs through the city of Miami. Maybe we think because Miami is such a diverse city that we've all figured out how to get along, but that's really a mistake. There's a pecking order in the way people are valued and viewed based on our human judgments. And sadly, the very thing we consider to be our strength becomes the thing that gives us this sense of superiority. And that's what separates us. The only way for God to bring us together is to show us all the truth. Everyone needs grace. We all need saving. We are all alike trapped in sin. And here's how God brings us together. He reveals the truth about our condition, and then he sends Jesus to fulfill the law, to obliterate that which separated us, that wall of division. He did this by entering human flesh, perfectly fulfilling the law, and by going to the cross to forgive our sin. In so doing, he removes the cause of our boasting and unites us with everyone else who is saved by grace. Our new place to stand is not above anyone else, but at the wounded side of Jesus, the one that died for us. Let me read verse 15 and 16 again. Jesus, that is his purpose, was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. That's Ephesians 2, 15 to 16. You see, this new humanity is not built on our accomplishments and traditions. It's built on God's grace. And the signpost of God's grace is the cross, a death that brought about the end of our hostility. The cross both announces the severity of our sin and the magnitude of God's love for us at the same time. Years ago in worship, I shared the story of Ron Hall, an international art dealer, and his unlikely brotherhood with a man named Denver Moore. He was a homeless man that had a troubled past. The story is called, Same Kind of Different as Me. You see, Ron was full of himself and on top of the world. He felt such pride 
and Denver had learned nothing but fear growing up as a sharecropper, mistreated and angry. Both of these men needed to be rescued. And indeed, by the grace of God, love broke through all the stereotypes, the pent-up anger, the pride, superiority, everything that kept these men apart. Jesus brought these men to the truth about themselves and about each other. As I read their story, I realized this is what Jesus has come to do in our world. And it's also the work he intends to do in each of us. It is then that we won't be saying, hey, my dad is stronger than your dad. But instead we'll be saying, don't we have such a loving heavenly father? Let's pray. Lord God, we sing, let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. Indeed, Lord, pour your peace into my life. Show me the cross of Jesus, that pride might be replaced by love and welcome. Show me the love of Jesus so that I can know that I am secure and can learn to love my neighbors. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.